Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Phil Drysdale Show. Today we have Trace Bell, and I am so excited to chat with Trace because he is all about spiral dynamics like I am, and he is just immersed in this stuff, and we are going to go really deep on this. I'm just so excited. I'm geeking out because I don't often get to talk about this stuff um, with a lot of people. And uh, Trace is just immersed in spiral dynamics. He's, he's, he's a very integral thinker himself. Um, and so we're going to get really deep into this topic. If you are not familiar with spiral dynamics, if you're not familiar with developmental models um, and, and different developmental theories, I would recommend you stop right here and you check out my intro. I will put a link to the intro to spiral dynamics in the show notes so that you can um, kind of just get yourself situated because otherwise a good chunk of this podcast is going to go straight over your head. We, we don't um, we don't hold back. We're going to we're going to dive in and just go straight in, assuming you understand spiral dynamics to some degree. Spiral dynamics takes so long to introduce just to do an overview of it. Um, Trace did an overview with his dad, Rob, um, on their podcast, and it was, you know, about six or seven hours. I have about 15 hours of teaching on this. Even the introduction I'm going to refer you to is about an hour and a half long. Um, it's a very complex topic and I only had so much time with Trace, I didn't want to waste it doing a overview of the of the model. You know, you can get an overview of the model in a whole host of different ways. Um, you can check out the one on the Robcast, you can check out my one, um, you can check the one I gave um, on John Steingart's podcast with him. It's really good. That's the one I'm going to link to you below. Um, so watch that first, do the work. Honestly, you'll get so much more out of this podcast. In fact, you'll probably get much, pretty much nothing out of this podcast if you don't. Um, but yeah, do the work and, and check out an introduction to Spiral Dynamics before you dive in to this podcast. All right, just before we start, remember, if you are on a journey of deconstructing your faith, of a radical shift, a radical evolution in your faith, a lot of people find that very lonely, very isolating. They lose friends, family, community as they go through those processes. I would encourage you to check out the deconstructionnetwork.com. It's a completely free resource, um, and it helps you find other people that are going through those big shifts in faith in your local area. Um, and, and that can just be such a life-giving thing, having people that get what you're going through to connect with um uh it's just yeah something money can't buy you know just just a true real gift of life a friend um a, a person that gets you a person that you can process with without judgment um, and so do check out the deconstructionnetwork.com uh, it's well worth doing i know a lot of you out there are going through that process um those of you that are listening to this all right that's enough for me let's dive into the conversation with trace bell Oh, and really quickly before we start, I am really sorry about the audio. Believe it or not, the audio on my end was horrifically worse than what you get here on this podcast. Um, I spent about a day and a half cleaning it up and it is fairly, um, well, it's phenomenal compared to what it was, but it's still um, pretty um, ugh, bitty, grainy. I'm not sure what, it, what how I would describe it. I'm not an audio engineer. Um, so I really hope you can put up with the, the distortion. I didn't want to drag Trace back to immediately re-record the same podcast or anything. And, and it is, it's very listenable. Um, but I do apologize on the out that my audio is not great. I had a, a serious microphone malfunction uh, in this podcast, unfortunately. So sorry about that. Hope it doesn't put you off too much. I, I encourage you to push through it. It is well worth it. Awesome. Good. Well, Trace, it's amazing to have you on. Um, do you want to give like... Just anyone that hasn't seen you or heard you um, at all, like you want to give them an overview of who you are and what you're about, what you're doing? 
Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm Trace Bell. I'm uh, 22 years old from Los Angeles, California. Um, I just started my teaching series um, called Saturday School with my dad, Rob Bell. Um, that's on his, that's signups for that are on his website, robbell.com. And then I just started my site, tracebell.com. And it's bell with three L's. So T-R-A-C-E-B-E-L-L-L.com. Um, and we are doing a teaching series about the nature of consciousness, um, spirituality. We're doing a year-long teaching series called Saturday School. Um, so it's all about the, the first episode was all called Introduction to Awareness. So it's all about the, it's all about consciousness. And it's all about these questions that I had as a, as a young kid. And my, it's really fun. It's my dad and I teaching and we're sort of bouncing off each other and we're, we're exploring the, the nature of awareness and, and what it means to be aware and, and its connections with spirituality. Um, just these really light surface area kind of topics, you know, the nature of consciousness yeah, just, and, just, and, and um, just, just awareness and existence as a whole, you know, exactly. Just, just shooting the shit on zoom. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I am, I am right now starting, I just, gra- I graduated from UCLA last year. Um, and I'm, I'm starting, I'm, I'm beginning to start my career as a, I guess you'd call it like a teacher, um, but teaching and, and helping people. And I'm doing, uh, discussion groups based on the material, uh, during, throughout the week, I'm working one-on-one with people. Those are all signups, by the way, for all those are on my site. Sure. We'll make sure links to all those. Don't yeah, panic sweet. if you're listening or watching this. The links will be below. Sweet. Or um, so, whatever, yeah. yep. So I, I'm, I'm beginning. So I'm sort of. Be, my dad jokes. I'm, I'm uh, just went to the family business. Um, right. <laughs> he's a spiritual teacher and a spiritual author. So I'm just sort of going to the family business and and sort of providing my perspective and and sort of helping people and and teaching people. So I'm having I'm having a blast. Yeah. And then I get to I get to meet wonderful people like you and have have conversations like this. So it's just like. I mean, it's just, it's such a great life, you know, like talking Absolutely. about, talking about what, what inspires me and what, 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 you know, gets me excited. Yeah. There's nothing better. Dude, there's nothing better than just loving what you do and getting pumped and excited and talking yeah. to people that are interested in the same things. Like, honestly, I, I say all the time, like, I've got a podcast, so I get to have the conversations <laughs> I want to have. I don't even care if people listen or if they like what they listen to. I'm having a good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. Really awesome. So talk to me about that. Like, I, I'm fascinated by this because um, I listened to the series that you and your dad did. Um, it was called Me, We, Everybody. And it kind of was a broad stroke overview of spiral dynamics. And at the same time, it kind of went into a lot of the weeds and looked at kind of different nuances of it. And it was it was a beautiful, really, really well done because it's a very complex and um, far-reaching developmental model, really. And, and you kind of touched on a few different components of different developmental models as well within that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought it was a brilliant thing you did. But I was so struck. You said you're 22, right? Yeah. And, and I, that was the thing that struck me the most is it was just so exciting to hear um, kind of integral thoughts and um, kind of integral perspective for someone that's so young. Um, because most of the people out there that you think of as particularly like yellow thought leaders or even turquoise, you know, these kind of people, most of them, they've got a feral beard and they're like, you know, hobbling around and, you know, like, I don't know, yeah. thinking like Sadhguru and Muji or someone, <laughs> like, they're just like, yeah, and then there's Trace Bell in the mix, you know, and I'm like, that's awesome, that's cool. Um, so talk to me about that, like talk, you know, we, we talked just a little bit in the preamble before we started, but, you know, I'm really intrigued, what was it like growing up as you and how do you see your development personally um, as growing up through those stages of the spiral? Like, that's a- that's a, that's a really good question. Um, 
I, by the way, I'm honored that you view me as a as a yellow thought leader. <laughs> Whatever you said, that company that I'm in is 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 just tremendous. I'm just like wow. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, um, the the I mean, for sure, I, a lot of it is attributed just the the center of gravity in which I I grew up in was um, the center of gravity is in like where where my parents at and where the sort of environment I grew up where it was. Um, on the, on the spiral. So how, how evolved the, the sort of environment I was. So it's like, so many people I talk to that are, that are sort of further, know the spiral and further up, maybe grew up in sort of orange and green environments, but they weren't even growing sure. up in environments that were aware of the spiral. Like I was at, in elementary school and a middle school student, my dad was learning the spiral and knew the spiral at that point. So I was growing up in a family where my dad was using the spiral and knew the spiral in a way that he was then teaching to a church and sort of understanding how to teach, talk to people and sort of move them through the stages. So I just, mm. I mean, a lot of it, I just attribute to just, just my family and where I grew up was just like, yeah, center of gravity was much higher. And it not only was the center of gravity higher, I was also grew up around people that, that knew the model and were using the model in a practical way to like move consciousness um, in their, in their work, you know? So it's like, so a large part of it's just my family. Um, and I just, I just think I, I just moved through those, those stages. Like I just, I remember my parents saying like, they saw me going through those, some of those stages, like way earlier than most kids went through mm-hmm. them. So it was like by, I was kind of growing out of, I was just growing out of stages faster than, than, than most people did. Um, and a large yeah. part of that is the, the, you know, I was really into reading as a kid. So, I mean, reading was really helpful. Um, I went to good schools. So, I mean, so, so school was, was helpful. Um, and just having that sort of environment that I grew up in, in which it was just like fostering creativity, fostering growth, um, encouraging learning. Uh, and then I learned, my dad taught me the model, uh, when I was 21. Uh, Mm. and it just like clicked into so many, so many, it just clicked so much stuff into place for me. Cause I, I had heard them talk about it before. Like I had grown up with my parents sort of talking about the stages, but I still didn't really like know what the colors meant. Like I heard them be like, Oh, that's just a, that's just a meme green. They're just being like really hardcore green. And I'd be like, what does that mean? Like, and then he (laughs) explained, it's like funny when he, when I was 21, he explained the whole, he sat down and he, uh, I still have the paper that he explained it on. Cause it's just like an iconic, like it's an iconic, uh, he just drew it off and drew it in like Sharpie. And it's just, I have it framed on my wall. Cause it's awesome. Um, but he just sat down and explained to me and it just like clicked into so many, it clicked into place so many things. Cause I could, it yeah. wasn't that I could just was like, Oh, I'm here on the spiral. It was that I could see myself sort of, I could see, I could go back and trace my history and see how I had to like, see the times in which I had moved through stages and seen yeah. them. And I, the big point, and this is what I stressed on the, the me, we, everybody series was that I could see all of them existing within myself at, at the same, yeah. at, at once. And I could see how throughout my life, I sort of like, like in different situations, like moved through them and they all existed within me rather than just being like, Oh, I'm yes. here at this stage. And like, I'm way more advanced than everyone else. It was more just like, Oh, here, I think my center of gravity is here, but they're all existing within, they're all existing within me at once. And it totally took away, it helped me just understand the, the, the model in a new way. And it helped me not sort of demonize or place people as like inferior because they're down here or not as advanced. It was just like, well, in yeah. certain environments, that stage comes out in me, you know, like it's, it's all existing within us. Absolutely. Fluid. The fluid nature of the spiral really helped. Yeah. I think, and that's so important because a lot of people that listen, um, it's really hard for us not to dive into 
um, kind of a hierarchical thought. Yeah. And, and, and it is hierarchical. This is how things yeah, grow yeah. and develop. And that is a hierarchy. But it's mm-hmm. not a hierarchy in the sense of higher up is better intrinsically. It might be better in a certain context, for mm-hmm. sure. But it's not necessarily better. A toddler isn't worse than a university student. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are a toddler, it would be much better to teach the toddler's uh, material to them. And the university student's material to the university student and there's probably a whole bunch of different teachings in between that you want to work through bit by bit by bit to get there um but at the same time the university student might fall back on really basic principles that they learned when they were 10 you know Mm -hmm. it's it's not that that has left them they 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 need the whole process of growing up that they're going to pull from that and and use a great example someone comes in the room and shoots a gun in the air you are quickly you could be um, you know, green, but you're quickly diving down to like, you know, beige, like how do I survive the next 10 seconds, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, purple, you quickly say a prayer to a God you don't believe and, and hope that magically you're safe. You know, red, you think, could I take this guy if I need to? Or yeah, yeah. could I put someone in front of me if I need to? Um, blue, you're thinking like, where are the cops? How did this happen? We need rules. We need, you know, systems in place to stop this happening again. Uh, you know, orange. You're already thinking about the bestseller book of you write about how you survived a gun, <laughs> you know, school shooting or something. Green is already thinking like, you know, like we need to change legislation, blah blah blah. <laughs> but in that moment with the guy with the gun, you aren't getting up to green. Yeah, right? yeah. You're, not, there you you're go. not thinking about legislation. You're not thinking about systemic issues that cause gun control or uh, problems. Or you are literally right there in the beige. Maybe yep. you're getting up towards red. Maybe you'll get to blue and think maybe we should call the police here and see if we can get someone to come in and save us. But you're not. You know, you're not getting to the legislation because you don't have the the luxury of doing yeah. that at that time. And so it, it's it, and that's a good thing, right? It could be a really good thing to have someone red in that room and use their red to tackle that gunman to the ground and you know hold him down until someone came to deal with it. Like that's a really good yeah. red right now. Yeah. Thank God for red kind of moment. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, these these stages are all good. They're all within us, but they're not all within us all the way up. We we do have a point where we've kind of like tapped out as our growth. In the same way that if you're 70, you might have all those experiences from zero to 70. But if you're 30, you have the experiences of zero to 30. You don't have 30 through 70. You're still growing up. And so I guess I just wanted to throw that in because that's such a stickler for a lot of people that they they go, well, I just want to be, especially if you're orange, right? You just want to succeed. So tell me which is the highest color, highest point, and I'll just work to get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's not really necessarily going to serve you. Um, So yeah, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in. I guess, so that, jumping off what you're saying there, um, after my ramble, uh, you bet your dad talked about my rambles. God, I take like I love your to ask a that, question. That was, the, 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 the gunshots analogy was perfect to show that. I've never heard that before, hearing all the, the, all the stages, how they all, all the stages would react to. That's, uh, you guys brought up the gunshot and you brought up Beige and I was like, gosh, that's a great analogy. And from there, I just, that's what I started thinking. Well, you, like, ju- you just took the analogy you, to, a, you do it. to a next level. Um, you just took the analogy to a, there to you a, go. A, I love it. Um, but, you know, I'm thinking you seem to have grown up in, in a very fortunate situation, you know, and, and I think uh, in a lot of ways, growing up through the spiral is a privilege. Yeah, it really for is, sure. You know, if you are living in a state of um, being where you're literally looking for your next meal and you're beige mm-hmm. and you're going, I don't know if I'm going to get through the next day, you know, you, you're going to struggle to get beyond kind of, you know, 
beige, purple, red. Maybe if you're lucky, you're getting into it. But by blue, your general kind of needs are taken care of and you can start to build society and things. But like to keep moving beyond those, there's a lot of needs that kind of, and, and privilege. And you talk about that, you know, you, you went to a good school, you had parents that understood the spiral. And, and I wonder, do you, looking back, do you see, um, I'm so intrigued by growing up with parents to understand this because me and my wife talk about this a lot. We don't have kids yet, but we talk a lot of like, Ooh, it's probably really unhealthy to try and force a kid that's at stage purple to kind of adopt green practices. You know? yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I want to help that kid get all its purple out and, and, and fulfill, because you really need to fulfill that level before you healthily transcend it. Um, yeah. if, you, if you transcend it before, you can do that, but you're going to have some shadow work to do. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I wonder, do you, looking back, do you see an intentionality in the way you were brought up that helped you grow up? Do you see your parents... Um, or or do you, have you talked to your parents about this at all? Of like, did you kind of intentionally help me through the spiral? Because I think that's a fascinating concept. Yeah, you know, it's it's this really fascinating concept, and it's and I think the important point here is just because um, someone knows a spiral does not necessarily mean they're living it. So so even mm. though when I, when I say I was I was very privileged because my parents knew it, but that does not mean that they were like fully living a yellow sort of integrated you right. Know, like they just spiral wizards for mom and dad. Exactly. Just because, <laughs> just because that's because that's a that's a little bit of a trap with spiral dynamics. It's just because you can intellectually know it does not mean you're fully embodying the the yeah. sort of and not that they weren't like way way lower. They just weren't. They maybe weren't hadn't sort of fully integrated like all all the aspects, and they might have not. They might have known the model. Sure. Um. But no, the big the and this is this this shows me that they really did know the model is that they didn't sort of. Uh, they never talked to me explicitly about it or never tried to like explicitly get me to a certain point because they knew that I had to move through all the points on my own. So they were the, yeah. big, parents, the big thing my parents knew was that we can't, like you said, you can't take a kid a purple and like force green on him, which would be like a, a very sort of some parents would know the spiral and, and that's sort of like an immature sort of um, approach to it is like, we're going to like, we know the higher levels so we're going to like take we're going to sort of force those higher levels on our kid but if you really understand the spiral you know that the, the only way for it to work is if the person moves through it on their own so my right. parents just the biggest thing my parents did was just sort of that my my our home was just such a home that just encouraged curiosity and encouraged encouraged questions like people are always super surprised that I didn't grow up religious because they're like wait hold on you, you didn't grow up religious. Like your dad was a, a pastor at a mega church and you're, he was like a huge Christian author and Christian pastor. And it was like, yeah, but Christianity just was not re that relevant in the, in the household. Like I just, I right. never fired me. It was never really interesting to me. Like they never like forced, they never were like, Hey, you have to be Christian. They never, they never pushed it, pushed it on me. They were just, Hey, Chase yeah. is not really interested in Christianity. We're just going to let him move through we're just going to let him move through the stages. You know, we're going to let him move through whatever inspires him, inspires him. And there was no sort of like pressure to be a certain way or adopt certain values or principles, or it was just fully um, now providing, providing guidance and support, but also just letting me sort of evolve on my own. And that was the huge yeah. thing, just letting me move through the stages my own, because that's the only way it'll actually, actually work. Yeah. It's, it's so big. And it's something that, I have to remind myself a lot. I, I think I, I came across the spiral when I was very orange still. Mm. Um, bit green, for sure. I was a lot of green actually as well. I think but my orange side hated how much it was green. And then my <laughs> green side hated how much I was orange. So I was like a like split kind of personality at war with myself. Um, but I think I, it was very hard for me at the time not to. I think orange often thinks it's yellow. Like you're saying, it's very yeah. easy to understand. And I think 
on some level that does start to open you up to yellow, just knowing this is a model. Like that's part of tier two consciousness is just being aware that this is happening on some level. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a real danger to think you're at somewhere you're not. And it's an even bigger danger to think that you might know where other people are and, and that you can get them to somewhere else when you maybe don't necessarily understand this and embody it yourself. Um, that can cause a lot of uh, problems, I think, as yeah. well. It's, it's really interesting to me that, so the people generally are going to be listening to this and, and the people I work with, what they're going through is this kind of like radical shift in um, faith. Most of them grew up in real strong yeah. faith traditions, very blue, very mm-hmm. conventional. They want safety, certainty and security around an authority figure that has given them the absolute truth and they can live it and they're guaranteed to heaven. They're guaranteed to avoid hell. They, you know, they have community, all these different things. And then they are obviously going through some step into orange that causes them to start questioning that, yeah. doubt that, go after more autonomy. Um, and in that is this loss of community. There's, um, you know, a whole host of different existential doubts and questions and crisis. Um, and I, I guess one of the things I'm intrigued by in that is people are desperate to either race through this orange stage into green to, to reclaim this kind of community. Um, and I wonder, do you have thoughts on, I guess, the if, if you were going through this sort of uh, process, if you were working with someone, I know you kind of work with people on an individual level, they're in this process that they are orange, they're probably a little green as well. It's very hard to be in this uh, movement yeah. without being exposed to green, especially in this day and age. I think if you start yeah. to become a bit more rational and a bit more open to data, a lot of the data points to very green issues and, yeah, exactly. um, and opens you up to that. Um, but do you have thoughts on how to navigate that without rushing the process of orange? Because I think that's a big, big stage. I know you talked in the podcast. You said you you, you felt like a, in some ways your orange stage was almost a blip. It was like a blink and it was, it was over. Like a couple and months. I know you were kind of joking, but um, yeah, yeah, like it, it it can be that a lot of people kind of really plow through that orange stage. And, and yeah. I'm really intrigued by what you think about that. I think you're totally, and it's funny you say this because I was actually thinking about this the other day and you, you, you're totally nailing something. I think the way that culture is, because the center of gravity is so, and especially in, in the US and, 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 and the UK as well, um, would be so sort of orange green. I almost feel like you're totally right about like people in orange are almost, it's like, it's possible. It's almost impossible to be like orange and not green. I almost feel like those, those stages almost getting sort of like blended together. Almost Because I'm, I'm with you, I'm having a like a tougher time differentiating people from in orange and green like it seems to be it seems to like it seems to be like the more the way to, the in the past there was a more of a differentiation because it was like it was almost like a cartoonish orange the cartoonish yeah like really like just defends materialist science and like Deepak Chopra it's sort of woo-woo nonsense like and then there, then there's like the green sort of like cartoonish like hippie who's smoking weed it's just like hey let's just like right want to meditate and it's like yeah those were sort of in the past it feels like those were easy easier to sort of differentiate but now when you get in the orange and the rational you're when you get sort of the rational logical thinking all of that's also pointing towards sort of green solutions like even yeah like orange would if someone in stage orange would be like okay let's look at the logic and facts and they would um be like okay meditation is a great thing meditation like just just like statistically just improves your improves your life improves your thinking improves your like daily overall sort of satisfaction in life so while meditation might have been something in the past that maybe split orange and green 
just through through orange reasoning, it can like get to meditation and green. So I just think you're nailing something. It almost feels like the two sages are sort of becoming like a hybrid orange green. Um, mm. So I don't honestly with or- orange is a tough one because I I didn't have a huge orange stage. And the, the, I remember when I was like 13, I was reading about the, the hard problem of consciousness, which is the idea that science can't come up with a theory for how neurons, on your, neurons in your brain produce consciousness, because there's no way to deduce the, the, the inner richness of consciousness from the physical parameters of neurons. So it just, right. so like materialist science says that, if, that once the brain gets complex enough, then it just magically sprouts consciousness. And I remember at like 13 being like, hold on a second. Like you're telling right. me this consciousness, this thing that's fascinated me my whole life, my whole life I've been fascinated with consciousness. You're telling me we're all walking around and science is telling us it comes from the brain, but they have no actual adequate theory for how consciousness comes from the brain. There's no actual evidence right. that physical. So I remember from like 13 being like, man, this whole orange sort of materialist science, like just doesn't sit right with, with me. So I feel like, <laughs> orange, I feel like, I don't know if I'm great. I don't know if I'm a great like person to talk about the or like the experience in the orange stage, because I just remember the orange stage always feeling a bit silly to me. The whole, like mm. whole experience is just happening because of neurons in your brain and just explaining it like, Oh, science can explain everything from a young age. I was like, nah, this whole experience goes way deeper than just science explaining everything. So that whole yeah. sort of orange stage, I just feel like I just never really, like I, I went through it, but it felt like really quick. Cause it just never really like, I feel like I saw the holes in it before I even sort of moved through it. If that makes sense. Um, sure. Yeah. I don't know. I don't Do know you, if I answered answer the question, but no, um, it's, it's interesting. But, it's interesting. I I'm intrigued by that. So like generally speaking, people like they, they dive into a stage, they live that stage. Now, of course, most people are a few different stages at once. Yeah, and yeah. Different components will reveal in different areas, maybe in, how you do your business life, how you see friends and family and things might be slightly different uh, and at different stages. Um, so I, I think it's dangerous to kind of just go, that person's orange or I'm a yeah, yeah. green and, and whatever. But but generally speaking, like you were talking about, we've got this kind of central of gravity and we, we do shift through them um, as we go. I, I'm intrigued by, generally speaking, we kind of embrace the stage we're at, we work through it, we kind of give it our all, we live that life. And it's only in doing that that we start to hit its problems. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and when we start hitting the problems, we start to move on. Um, but one of the things I'm aware of is there's definitely stages that I've, um, looking back growing up, I either didn't, um, I hit the problems really early and I don't think I really lived in those stages long enough to really get as much as I could have got out of them. Um, and in, in time, the last couple of years, I've been trying to do some shadow work and kind of go, okay, where have I not actually fully yeah. got my red side? And I'm like, gosh, I, there's a lot of red I haven't got. Um, yeah. And I felt this, this, I actually think I lived in orange forever. Uh, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I just like, was born orange, like straight out and was like, all right, hand me some books. I'll figure this out for you all, you know, like, and I'll make millions while I do it. I never got there. Um, but I, I'm intrigued when you look at that component, do you see shadow work in your orange? Do you see a lack of orange in yourself or not, not that you don't have it, but that you haven't fully kind of like allowed that to flourish and grow? Um, that's interesting. I don't, uh, I think uh, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, I don't feel like I, I repressed, I feel like I did move through my orange and I worked through it. I just feel like I also sort of knew, knew the limitations of orange as I was going through it. So I don't feel like, like, I don't feel as much, um, shadow work with orange, definitely red and blue for sure. I definitely Mm. had more 
sort of shadow work and going through. That's why, that's why I love sports. Um, sports teams are, are, are where I get my blue. Um, like I, sports are inherently ridiculous. Like watching, like caring about right. wins. Like it's literally like watching grown men play a game with balls. It's like, it doesn't really mean anything, but like I have sports teams that I like watch and like root for because it's just like, it's where I get my fix of blue, you know? And definitely, I definitely as I got older, I had to go back and, and, and sort of reclaim and, and work through some red. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like, I d- definitely felt like as I got older, um, I had a pretty intense green stage too. Like in, in high school, I like really went through green. So I didn't feel like I had shadow work as far as going back with, with green. I don't feel like, right. I don't feel like orange though. Cause I feel like the, the, the healthy orange, the like using rationality and using logic and sort of re- reason, I feel like I've always been, been really, really great yeah. with spirituality became so much spirituality became so much like a so much more of an exploration and so much more personal to me when I started to really sort of use a lot of those components of orange so I started to really look into my experience of looking at my experience using reason and logic and like wait hold on spirituality is not just like woo woo airy fairy nonsense I actually can like investigate spirituality like like quantum physics quantum physics is a classic example of using sort of right. orange and and orange science to like and then looking at the spiritual implications of that orange science so it was like right. taking that so the healthy aspects of orange and using it spiritually was like a huge just took spirituality to like a new sort of level and really made it sort even more lived for me because it was like oh spirituality is not just something that feels good i can actually investigate it with this sort of orange ruthless rationality and logic and it and mm. and it's like using it's like integrating all those aspects of this of, of the spiral and, and including all the healthy aspects of them to really sort of grow spiritually. Um, yeah, oh, I love that. I love that yeah. a lot. So, something else you were just saying, like about how orange and, and green are so intermingled today. I think, you know, both the US and the UK, like, and, and that really sums up most of the people who listen to this, maybe some European as well, but on the whole, um, very Western and, and on the whole, very orange and green as far as their center of gravity. I yeah. know that if you start stepping into more rural areas in America, that changes very quickly. But on the whole, um, that's what's going on. And one of the things I'm fascinated by is if we look at how people have as societies gone through these stages, um, you know, you look at beige, you're talking a long time ago, 100,000 plus years, you know, and um, and. You know, and bit by bit, we start shifting into purple, but that's over the space of 50,000 years, maybe. And then we start shifting into red, and that's over like 10,000, and then blue, and that's maybe 5,000. And then, you know, we start moving mm-hmm. to orange, and that's maybe about, you know, three and a half thousand years later. And then we move into green a few hundred years later. And yeah. then orange starts to emerge a few decades later. And what's interesting to me is as we look at society, society only ever had to transition from one to the other. There only mm-hmm. ever really was two developmental stages warring with each other in a society or in a mm-hmm. mix of societies on the whole for the, the longest of times. And we've seen like, you know, with a lot of um, what's happening right now throughout the world with uh, a lot of people pushing back against green um, because it's very easy to win against green. All you have to do is go, who hates green? And the majority <laughs> do because blue and green, uh, blue and orange are a majority. Majority. So yeah. you look at someone like Trump. He didn't win because say, he that's how got Trump racist got like on his side, yeah. or because of something else. He won because he was like, "Who hates green? Look at all yeah. these libtards. Look at these stupid snowflakes." And everyone was like, "Yeah, we hate those too." Yeah, and yeah. actually, it's actually not necessarily that easy to group in orange and blue in a lot of ways, right? If you ask them yeah. who agrees that the Bible says this, a lot of disagreement, right? Yeah. Um, 
and so what, what, one of the things that fascinates me, sorry, I'm just trying to keep on point because I keep coming up with random things. No, this is awesome. One of the things that fascinates awesome. me is it's really interesting right now that we have this kind of, we've got orange, blue, and green coexisting. Um, and I wonder if we see this kind of societies going through these stages faster and faster and them emerging faster and faster, I wonder, do you have thoughts on how people are growing through these stages? And do you think that there is um, potential for, as we go through the stages, we actually might be able to navigate the stages more quickly as we mature? Like, do, do you, I've never thought about this particularly, but I'm intrigued by what, what you think about that. Yeah, I do. I think, I think that there's, there's sort of a mass... I think I think as there's the evolution happens quicker as as we're the more the more we're on this planet the, the evolution is happening quicker so I think we're going to move through these stages quicker and I think that that this past year with COVID has really brought sort of almost you can think about like like a mass awakening in a lot of ways I think a lot of people have sort of sort of woken up to the fact that our systems and institutions haven't been working um, and I think that the way we're treating the planet and the 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 way the planet is failing us because of the way we treated it. I think it's almost like forcing us to like, to, to grow. And, and I, and I know, you know, um, that you only need a small percent of the population to enter into those higher stages right. where it completely shifts culture. So I think like it oftentimes seems like progress is really slow and the progress happens like that. Like it's like really quick because people are like, well, it's, just, it's all happening so slow. And then it's like, but you only need just this small amount of people, these, these influential sort of thought leaders and then it, it'll totally shift culture. So we only need a little bit of the, I mean, the, the dominant, the green becoming um, sort of the dominant in culture really only happened in what, the 60s or the 70s maybe? Right, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yellow, yeah, it's, we couldn't, we, we're, we might not be that far off from yellow. I mean, just, just that, I forget if it's five or 10% of the population. Um, I've heard a lot of different numbers, but generally I hear 10% is the most common one. I don't know if it's okay. accurate, but I've heard so I have, it thrown around more often. Yeah. So, so I have no idea what the number of yellow is right now in, in, right. The, in our countries, in our respective countries. But I mean, you only need a, we only would need, it, it could be sooner than we think. Um, and yeah. I think, I think evolution is, is happening quicker. Sure. I think it feels longer as well, because there is a component where green has been the leading edge for the 40 years plus maybe mm -hmm. um certainly 40 years maybe 50 years maybe even a bit more but what's interesting about green is it and and i know wilbur talks about this i know you guys talked about it a bit in your um in your series is it does have i tried not to talk about this too much in my series because when i brought my series out everyone was orange and i'm like don't poo poo green too much because <laughs> no one's ever going to move on um, but uh, <laughs> this is this is green on um, health this is green on health yeah exactly so yeah but so but i think on the whole green has kind of gosh it's it's failed itself tremendously in a lot of ways yeah. um, and I, I think one of the failings of green is by default it doesn't lead very well it, yeah. it, it struggles to be assertive and to go hey look my way is the best way because green wants to include all ways and it wants yeah. to be embracing and go look you know we're all great we're all included and look they're all truths have a relative perspective which of course it, it loses its it, it fails to see that it's making a, a an absolute truth about those relative truths yeah. and, and so on but um, but i think because of that we we've really struggled to see orange lead which in turn means it feels like this orange uh, green lead sorry which means that it feels like orange has been leading forever <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like because when green has got power it hasn't done anything yeah. And then it flips back to orange who then seem to screw up everything and whatever, or worse, maybe blue or maybe red, as some people have seen. Um, yeah. it, it feels like we're, we're, we're in this kind of deadlock right now that does need that leading edge to emerge, really, doesn't it? 
Yeah, um, I, I think yeah. you're totally right. And I think that I think the, you 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 talked you mentioned Trump earlier, and I think Trump is like a perfect example of the way that um, Green has just failed leading so much because you have a guy like Trump come in, and all he needs to all he needs to just do is just just shit on Green all day long, and he just has people like flocking towards him. And, and I remember it was interesting in California, which is a very liberal state, a very a very green state in a lot of ways. Like how many people I've heard like I just don't understand how do people like Trump? How do people like Trump? And it's like it's not that they like Trump. They like that Trump hates the people they hate. They like right. that this is off the people that they hate. So all Trump has to green is like so obnoxious and has, has done such a poor job in, in leading that you just have a guy like a total buffoon, like Trump come in and he just has to point and just be like, aren't those people stupid? And he just has to rail against green. And he just gets like, he gets, he just gets people right. going crazy about him. Um, and, and it's totally greens, greens re- total rejection of hierarchies makes them terrible leaders because it makes them terrible at, actually sort of making statements of like no this is this is the best this is the this is the way to do it this is the way sort of it makes them poor leaders because a leader actually has actually has to embrace hierarchies and and sort of include that in a healthy way of course do Um, do you think there's hope for um healthy green emerging and leading or do you think we just need yellow to come and save everyone. <laughs> like, how do you see that playing out? Because oh, it feels a, like some of yeah. Green has woken up recently and started to go, hey, like, I know, we're definitely not the fucked up ones. I get it. Like, this is messed up. That over there in blue and that over there in orange. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. And they, obviously they don't use the language and the colors. They're not aware, maybe. But this feels like a lot of Green people waking up and going, it feels like a lot of the people are voting the way they are just because they hate us. And maybe yeah. we could be a bit more likable. Maybe we could be a bit more assertive. Or we have kind of failed to like actually follow through on all these things we're shouting about. Um, that seems to be a, a larger voice right now. Do you think that's the possibility of that becoming a loud enough voice and, and, and a strong enough leadership um, that Green could kind of lead? Or do you think it's just really going to struggle to get there? That's a really good question. I honestly don't know because I, I, I when Trump got elected, I really hoped that of that people with green would sort of wake up and see the ways that they were. And I, and, and I was, I was happy to see that some of them did. I saw some, some people like, wait, hold on, let's, let's take a look at ourselves. Let's take a, take a, take a look at the way that we're doing things rather than just blaming all those stupid um, conservatives and those stupid people that don't get it. It was like, I saw some green people sort of waking up to the fact that, you know, this, we, we actually have to improve. Um, and that, but but the, your, your question about is, can green actually sort of wake up and, and figure out a way to do it? Or is it, do we just need to tip into yellow? Uh, I honestly don't know. My heart says that we need people to tip into yellow. That's, that's what it feels like to me because it feels like right. green has been the leading edge for a couple of decades now. Um, it feels like, it feels to me like the, the, the spiral is getting sort of getting popular enough. And it, it feels to me like the next decade, the spiral will get much more mainstream. And it just feels like mm. a mess a matter of time here before it becomes like much more mainstream than it already is like the 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 people i'm working with in my discussion groups it's amazing how many people mention the spiral are making connections to the it's like amazing the the amount of people i talk to now it wasn't like this a year ago like how many more people are are referencing it so it just feels like natural that that green is going to tip into to yellow and i just wonder if just the past four years of trump were just like the sort of wake-up call in a lot of ways of like yeah and this is why it's so, I read somewhere, like, if you're at a stage, you want to, you really want to expose yourself to material of the higher, whatever, the next highest stage. And it's like, this is why it's absolutely integral, no pun intended, for, for Green to start reading yellow material, yeah. you know, really exposing themselves to, to yellow and the, the framework and really sort of figuring out um, 
moving through that stage and, and tipping into yellow. Cause it feels to me like yellow is where, where real change will happen rather than just improving green. Um, yeah. But I honestly don't what are, know. What are, your, great what are your big go-to uh, yellow recommendations? People listen to this thinking, gosh, yeah, I'm pretty green. I'd love to be exposed to more yellow thought. Um, like what, what do you recommend as far as um, some like kind of go-to kind of resources and to check well, out people on YouTube or books or whatever? This won't surprise you, but Ken Wilber, honestly, is the, is the, is the main. I mean, Ken Wilber has yeah. been, I've learned so much from him and his, his sort of, um, his integral thinking is just, is just like, he's second to none. You know, he's, he's the one that's, that's wrote extensively on this. Um, on, that's an, on YouTube. I, I wonder, um, I don't know if I know any, anyone doing on YouTube. Um, but, but yeah, our, our, the series that my dad and I did is great. Um, if you type in spiral dynamics on YouTube, you can, there's, there's, you, those stuff will come up. I don't, I, I don't know any, well, I don't, can't remember any specific ones I've seen that were, were really great, but, sure. um, but there's not a ton of literature out there besides Ken's stuff on spiral dynamics. Like I think Don Beck, yeah. um, has a book, but I don't think it's that great. I think I've read a little bit of it, but it wasn't, didn't really. Yeah. It's, it's hard to like, it doesn't grab in the same way. It's, it's an old book, right. And it's also yeah. more of a textbook, but yeah. The, the yeah. Cohen's Spiral Dynamics book. And yeah. yeah. Cool. But, 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 but Ken yeah. has, a, Ken has a bunch of books. Like what, sorry, real quick. Ken has a bunch of, like he has a integral spirituality, um, integral. He has a couple of books that are like integral, um, that are like integral title that are great. And then his, I assume you've read his, uh, post-truth in a Trump, po- uh, no, truth in a post-Trump world or yeah if you're green and you're like feeling like green is the best thing ever read that and you're gonna be like you just have the shit beat out of you for a hundred yeah. pages it's, it's good it's, that, it's helpful that's, that's a great that's a great book to read because it brings it also into the the current climate and the, the current exactly. US contextualizes it yeah so. contextualizes it so it's that that was the first book I read that really exposed it to me because it like brought it like um it just brought it like right to like modern day so you sort of understand yeah. it it's not a long read too. So that's like a perfect introduction. So I'd, I'd recommend anyone that really perfect. wants it. That's the perfect introduction to, to yellow and, and sort of the failures of green. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Dude, let's talk about waking up and, and consciousness. Yeah. Cause I know you're excited about it. I know yeah. that you guys are, are doing your Saturday school. I'm, I'm going to say, by the way, straight after this, I'm, I'm going to try and figure out is, are people able to plug into Saturday school still? Is it open or is it, is it? Yeah. 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 And, yeah. If you, yeah, it's, it's whenever right. there's, there's three different dates where you have a date for the one in February, which we recorded it. So, so there's, there's a recording of it. Um, oh, so people can go back and kind of catch up as well. Yeah. 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 Cause it, it's, it's uh, exactly. So we'll, it'll be like a whole, it's a whole video series. So it's not, it's not just live. Um, and then we have the, the, the next one scheduled for, uh, for March. And then we have the next one scheduled for April. So, um, yeah, nice. we, we, I, I'd love for awesome. you to, I think you're, it's Dude, good. I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. But so let's, let's dive into it because like I, I know, and, and we'll maybe use some of Ken's language here, but there's the concept of waking up and growing up. And so what we're mm-hmm. talking about when we're talking about spiral dynamics, we're talking about growing up yep. through the stages is it's, it's becomes part of who you are and it becomes your center of gravity. It becomes like how you live your life in a sense. Um, and, and you can be conscious of the different stages and then there's um, the, the actual living in those different stages. Um, but then there's the, the component of waking up, which is kind of a separate journey of, of um, becoming aware of your awareness, becoming mm-hmm. aware of, of consciousness itself. And mm-hmm. you may be, there's something behind or beyond or within, uh, it's all, <laughs> um, there's that thing going on. But what's interesting about it is you can have those experiences at any part of the spiral. Yep. Um, and so it's really interesting that I think we're getting to stages in our in our growing up 
where waking up has this radical implication because we actually have language for it. It feels yeah. like, you know, if you look back through like maybe Christian mystics or something, they had these amazing waking up experiences and then they were like, guys, uh, it's God and he wants us to do this. And if we don't do it, we just kill them. Or, you know, and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's probably not where I would have gone with that. Yeah. Trans- you know, experience or whatever. Um, but can you talk about like, what, what are you, what are you talking about when we talk about consciousness and about waking up? Cause these are kind of, um, conversations that most people aren't having we don't seem to talk about consciousness and what it is to have consciousness very often it's it's not something that comes up in our day-to-day usually yeah um so so consciousness so like you said like we were talking about the spiral that that was all growing up um i would waking up is i would categorize as, as experiences that really sort of uh wake you up to the the nature of reality the nature of who you are um, so the, the, the big thing with the relationship relationship between waking up and growing up is you're going to having sort of waking up experiences and awakening experiences, you're going to interpret them at the level of consciousness that you're at. So, uh, so, uh, bl- so a person at stage blue, who's very religious might have a, an awakening experience and they're going to interpret that as, uh, their to fit in their framework of a religious God. So right. that, that's why Ken stresses that. You, you both, you grow up and wake up. Those, those are both equally important because you want to grow up and, and work on the human and integrate all these aspects of you. So that when you have these waking up experiences, you can properly integrate them and properly understand them and probably fit them right. in. Because if you're at the sort of lower levels, um, you're not going to fully, your, your, your level development is, at, isn't at a place where you could, you could fully understand that fully integrate it. Um, right. so like I, I had my, most of my huge awakenings have been this past year after I learned the spiral. So I would, I would say that my center of gravity was somewhere around yellow. And then I was hit with all these huge waking up experiences that sort of like gave me a, rather than just an intellectual understanding of the higher stages, it actually gave me a fully lived experience. Um, And I was able to fully sort of understand it and, and work with it and, and sort of, uh, integrate it into my daily life because I was already at a, a level in which it was able to be sort of understood, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So this, so I, I think, um, I think that the, the, when they say that spiral dynamics is like a model of consciousness evolution, I almost think that the higher stages in which it's awakening to oneness, I sort of think of the model as like, it's essentially the model is consciousness waking up to itself because once you get to the, the highest stages, those true awakening experiences aren't, it's not trace having an awakening. It's essentially just consciousness, but like you said, awareness becoming aware of itself. So you think the the model at those higher stages, it goes, it goes so transpersonal and so beyond the human that it's essentially awareness becoming aware of its own true nature. So it's consciousness, the higher stages are consciousness recognizing itself. That's just a fun thing I like to think about. I don't, that that, that is a- I love it. I love it because it's- um, I, I was reading something today by Claire Graves um, talking about tier one, tier two, and, and hypothetical tier three, um, and just talking about these different um, stages. And and I will say, people that have followed my spiral dynamics stuff, different um, spiral dynamics, even yours and, and Rob's stuff, um, most of those have just tiptoed into tier one and gone, here's what it looks like at the very early mm-hmm. stages of tier one. But the hypothetical... Uh, or, or a theoretical component of tier two is that it actually it follows along with tier one. So actually yellow is tier two beige. It's, <laughs> it's a brand new yeah. awareness of a new existence. It's, it's becoming yeah. aware of actually a whole nother level of like, Oh wow, I'm not this. 
that whole first tier was me trying to wrestle with the material world and find my place and how the material world works. And suddenly in tier two, I kind of wrap it up in that base stage and I find a bit of a context. And then I start to move into um, turquoise, which, be, which would be purple, which would be like, gosh, this is pretty magical. And it's pretty yeah. mysterious and I'm not sure I understand it. And I'm going to just give myself to kind of embrace this mystery and see what it looks like and beyond, right? So you have coral and teal and all these other numbers, colors that are really at the end of the day, pretty much hypothetical, right? Because we're, yeah. we're talking such a small percentage of human beings that are even remotely going there that you can't even build a, a system around that, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's just so small. I mean, if, if turquoise is like 0.1% of the population of Earth, we think maybe. So, you know, yeah, yeah. who's who's coral, right? It's like four <laughs> people, um, you know? Um, but I, I'm so intrigued by this because I think a lot of people that have followed your stuff and my stuff um, are probably going to be very quickly kind of, what are we, whoa, 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 what are you, where are you going? This is very kind of yeah. like out there. But yeah. it is very out there stuff. I know for me, I struggle to engage with this a lot. I remember um, someone I love is uh, Leo Gura. He runs actualize.org. Yeah, yeah, he's I'm, a really I'm, interesting guy. I'm a big fan of his as well. Actually, when you thought, when you, I, I just remembered him after you asked the question about who's great on YouTube for Spiral Dynamics. He's, he's a great like, person for Spiral Dynamics. Like, I was like, Leo Guerrero. I was like, what's his name? I was like, yeah, Leo, Leo Guru. He's, yeah, that guy's, that, that guy's, that guy so knows. He, I remember he did a series on Spiral Dynamics Turquoise. And I remember I working through the spiral, reading about it, looking at it and going, gosh, yeah, it's amazing. And I remember hitting Turquoise and I hit play. And like, I've never experienced ego backlash like it. Like mm-hmm. where... Honestly, I tried to listen to it probably 30 times and I never got more than like 10 minutes in because I just, I was distracted. I, did, I would realize, oh, I've not listened to it all and I'm 30 minutes in or I would like actively be like, oh, I'm not in the mood and switch it off. And I just, I was, my ego was just going, no, not, not wanting to go there. It was really, it was very, and I can only tell, tell that like afterwards I was looking at it and I was like, gosh, I really was not wanting to engage with that it was too scary for me um as i say that just to frame as well this is this is pretty existential work actually starting to move beyond um yellow into turquoise it requires some ego death it requires some um pretty advanced spiritual concepts whether you whether you believe in a god or anything but why is it spiritual i'm just meaning kind of like how we frame meaning and existence oh absolutely yeah meaning we give that um so i guess I'm intrigued by how did you did how did you step into exploring turquoise? Was it something that you were quite excited by, nervous by? Did you find those kind of like components of like a pushback from your ego of like, oh, Trace, do you really want to go here? Like, what was that like for you? That's a great question. Um, yeah, you know, it's it, that's a that's a really good question. Uh, I, I I'm trying to figure out how to say this without sounding. I sort of got bored with just the being so mind identified, the, the, the mm. yellow stage, yellow stage is great. Um, but I felt like I had, I described before I really started to, to explore spiritually and really started to have awakenings. I felt like I started, had sort of reached the end of something I had. I went to, to UCLA, which is one of the, one of the best academic institutions in the country. And I just was, I remember just being bored out of my mind there. Like it just was so soulless and so sort of like lacking any sort of like heart. Like it was just so mm. mind dominated and just so like that, like classic academia where it's just like, I, I was like, I just was so bored by it. And I remember leaving UCLA and being like, that can't be my life. Like that can't, I can't mm. live like these people are living where it's just like everything's so just like, like associated with the, just with the mind and just being so cognitive. And it was like, I felt like there was something else sort of like pulling me. There was felt like there was, there was some, thing tugging me to sort of like transcend and i just was like so i I, the best way i can describe is i just felt like i had reached the end almost of like the 
because yellow is still very associated with the mind. It's still very cognitive. It's still very intellectual. Absolutely. It was just, there was like just something pulling me to sort of go beyond the mind and sort of explore yeah. that, explore those questions that you've always had about consciousness and explore that, that question about what is that, that awareness that's aware of trace, explore that. Um, so I felt like it was, um, there was just something pulling me to go beyond the, beyond the ego. Cause you're right. When we get to the, when you get to these stages higher than, than, than yellow, you're talking about transcending the ego. And that comes, yeah. if you have a very entrenched ego and if you're very identified with ego, that can get very scary, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so it's, it's, it, it, but it just, it, the, the amount it, it sort of exploring and going beyond just, just taught me more, taught me so much about myself and taught me so much about transcending yeah. the ego. And it, it, it was also beautiful, but the best way I can describe it is that, yeah, I felt like I had sort of, sort of reached the end and I, I was sort of almost getting bored with, I was like, there's just, there's, there's a, there's a deeper layer of existence that I need to explore here. There's a deeper yeah. layer that that's, that's sort of calling me. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I, I know for me, I, I was just talking to one of my um, patrons. We have like a discussion group and we talk about Spider Dynamics like 24 seven. It's, it's about all sorts of things and that's all I ever talk about. Um, but uh we were talking about it. He was like, what are turquoise teachings? Can you find me people that are teaching turquoise so I can learn about it? And, and I was like, I'm so intrigued by even the, the language of that. Cause I'm like, it, it, I was trying to explain, I'm like, you'll find most people that are turquoise, they need to sum up what they teach in about three words. Like, you know I mean? yeah. if you're lucky, you'll get a sentence out of them. Like they don't sit and teach extensively about turquoise. What they do is go, you know, be here now. And then you, you go do it. That's it, yeah. right? I mean, you don't get to sit and read a book for too long. I know you can, but but what really uh, exposes you to this is doing it. And I think that was, for me, that was one of my barriers was like, I want to meditate for four hours a day. I don't want to sit and contemplate awareness and just keep introspecting until I keep stepping back and, and, and wake up. Like, I, I like that to me. I'm, I was just so... Um, yellow orange i don't know it was very very intellectual very rational yeah. where i was just like oh just give me books like, can i even just buy a bunch of books on amazon yeah. and i'll feel like i've transcended um, and for me actually the what really got it I, I think i maybe had tastes maybe when i was doing different meditation and contemplation exercises but it was only when i actually took psychedelics that for me that blew my paradigm because uh, and people will notice i've heard it readily but what psychedelics do is they they basically kind of, and we don't fully understand how psychedelics work, but one of the things we do know is it kind of just messes with all the um, separateness of the different components of the brain and it just kind of meshes them together. Mm -hmm. um, and what happens is your your the part of your brain that's responsible for identifying a self that kind of puts everything together in the right way. You know, you play a key on the piano and actually you pressing it, you hearing it and you seeing it all happen at three different times. But mm -hmm. your brain makes it all the same time because otherwise you would just start to fragment as an ego. Yeah, yeah. You need these things to be work. And, and what's like this is they just start jacking up all that stuff. And, and your ego does kind of dissolve into nothing. Um, and it's very hard to articulate these kind of things that you experience, but you can't put words to it. I think that's yeah. one of the problems of turquoise is it tries to articulate something that has to be experienced. Yeah. And yet many people aren't able to step into that experience as easily. I know since then I've found it easier if I am meditating to try and step into that um, experience because it's given me a framework of like, Oh, this is what it looks like. This is, this is how, um, this is how it should, should is the wrong words, but yeah. I guess I, I've got a map here of what, what, what's supposed to happen if I suddenly become awake and aware of my conscious existence or whatever. Um, and I guess, that's an intriguing. Do you have thoughts on how to 
navigate that and explore that, you know, because that's a that's a hard thing for a lot of people. And and maybe some people just aren't ready to do that as well. I think that's a big part. But you know, stepping into that very experience it's a big shift because a lot of tier two is very um academic. Even in even yeah. in green and blue can be very academic about how it goes about things. Yeah. Um and yet as we move away from yellow, tier two really steps into an experience of, of something that can only be experienced. It can't necessarily be articulated. Yeah. Yeah. When you go, you, you, you made up, you brought up a bunch of great points. When you, when you, when you go past yellow and you get into that, that turquoise stage, you're really talking about sort of going beyond the mind and going beyond the mind means going beyond language. So you're starting to get into stages that are going beyond language. So there's not going to be the same sort of, sort of language and words aren't going to get you the, once you go, once you go beyond the mind, then, then you have to sort of leave language by the wayside in a way. Um, Mm -hmm. And the big thing I think with, with yellow, like we've talked about, yellow is still very mind identified. It's still very cognitive. And that can be a bit of an addiction in a way, because the mind can get sort of addicted to thinking and addicted to, to having maps, models and concepts. And it's very, it's a, it's a, can feel like a treacherous leap to try to leap into a to territory that goes beyond all that, you know? Um, and then you brought up a great point. And this is what I, I talk about this with my discussion groups a lot um, because the, the teaching series, my dad and I do, and it's all about awareness. So we're talking about something that goes beyond the mind because it's that which is aware of the mind. So it, we're, I'm, I'm helping people understand that like you build, you sort of through words, you build a conceptual framework for all this stuff. But the, like, like Ken says, the, the conceptual framework or the map isn't the territory. You can, you can study a map of, of Costa Rica all day long, but it's not actually like being on the beaches in Costa Rica. So it's a, it's an important balance because I feel like some, there are some, some sort of spiritual sort of, there's, there's some some spiritual sort of a way of thinking in which it's like all maps and models and concepts are just a waste of time. Like just be here now. And it's like, yeah, but all these maps and models do provide a sort of nice conceptual framework and conceptual foundation in which you then can like understand when you have transpersonal it provides a very nice like like foundation in which to build those on but you also don't want to confuse these for the the actual experience itself like i i always bring up the the zen koan about how spiritual teachings are like a finger pointing to the moon and that the actual experience is like the moon and all the teachings and language about it is like the finger and the, the, the saying is like, don't confuse the finger for the moon. Don't confuse all the words pointing to the truth for the truth itself. But, I, but what I've been talking about in these, in these groups and working with people is like, but also you just build the best finger possible, build the best pointer possible, like build it, build it. And then you'll have that conceptual framework, which will then allow you to like, then integrate the experience. But the actual sort of learning and the conceptual sort of building isn't the experience itself. And that's a very important yeah. distinction. So for, for yellow, it's all about, sort of releasing that need to sort of understand everything with the mind and, and um, think about everything and sort of releasing that sort of addiction to thinking about everything and sort of to, to let go of that, let go of the ego to really explore those sort of deeper aspects. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's scary work. I mean, a lot of the people listen to this, you know, they've gone through some really big existential crises as they've transitioned in faith, you know, going yeah. from blue to or- orange and then orange to green. These are some big shifts. Um, maybe orange and green is hard to distinguish, but certainly that blue to orange, they they did die to themselves. They lost their community. Yeah. They lost their God. They lost yeah. their identity as a, a son or daughter of God or however they framed their whole life was just gone an instant. Um, and so I guess the thought of signing up for another existential yeah. crisis, the thought of signing up for this 
horrendous ego death. I mean, and, and certainly in my experience of, of having these profound ego deaths, uh, I would say all of them were the best experiences I've ever had. Of the top Damn. five spiritual experiences I've ever had, they were all linked to having kind of one of these waking up moments. And yet, in the moment, some of them were the most terrified I have ever been. Yeah, um, yeah. And some of them the most terrifying because it literally was, oh my gosh, I don't exist. I'm an idea. I'm a dream. <laughs> what if I don't wake up? There is no Phil. Like that's just yeah, an yeah. idea that's happening. These atoms have got yeah. together and they're having an idea called Phil. Um, yeah. And I'm attached to it, but like that could be gone tomorrow. You could just let go and it wouldn't, what, what, who am I if I'd let go of Phil, you know? And, yeah. Um, very, very existential work. Um, and so, yeah, I just think it's, it's really, um, I guess if people are listening to this, this is not, uh, again, you have to fight that temptation of going, oh, wait, so turquoise is the highest? i got to become turquoise now? And yeah, that's yeah. not what we're saying here. Like, it, it's really important to be, um, to work on integrating where you are right now yeah. like, and working through that stage to the best of your ability and growing up healthily and naturally um, rather than trying to speed ahead to, quote unquote, the end, because it's not the end, right? Anytime yeah. you get that somewhere, you realize, oh, wait, there's, there's more work to be done anyway. There's never never the end, never the end. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Dude, this has been really, really, really fun. We, we yeah. don't have to do this again. Uh, yeah, I, I would love to do another episode. Of, I would love to do another episode in the future because this is, we have, yeah. I feel like we just scratched the surface as far as something. We, we definitely, anytime we talk about something like this, we scratch the surface, but yeah, I, I guess, uh, do you, do you want to give a, a, I mean, you've mentioned a few times what you're doing with the, with the Saturday School. Um, people can find that. Is it is it via your website that's the best place to go? Just Trace Bell with three yeah, L's? To, to sign up to sign up for Saturday School, my dad's website's the best. So, so robbell.com, okay. R-O-B-B-E-L-L.com. And then for for the the discussion groups that we do afterwards, those are on my website. And and he's putting a link to my website on his, so that'll be up. But my website, just to say it again, is tracebell.com. And that's bell with three L's, so B-E-L-L-L.com. Perfect. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's where people can find me and him. Awesome. And are you you on social media? Are you out yeah, there I'm, doing stuff? Same, same, same app for all those is, is Trace Bell with, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Trace Bell with uh, three L's both those um cool i'll make sure there's links to all that so people listening along can uh, get on top sweet. of that thank but, you so uh, much sweet dude all right so that was trace bell i hope you enjoyed that as much as i did um uh for those of you that uh dove straight in without checking out spire dynamics i would encourage you to now go back and try and retroactively figure out what the hell spire dynamics are um hopefully you weren't too over your head um, do check out Trace Bell. Go give him a follow on Instagram. He's Trace Bell with three L's. His website, tracebell.com, again, with three L's. Um, the link to sign up for Saturday School, I've signed up. Um, the link to the Saturday School is below in the in the show notes as well. Um, you can do that over at robbell.com. Um, and so, yeah, just connect with Trace. Let him know that you enjoyed this. Shoot him a DM or whatever on Instagram if you want. Um, but, yeah. Uh, he's, he's well worth following. I, I mean, he's just starting out in this after finishing up university. And so I have a feeling we're going to see a lot more from Trace. And I know personally, I'm excited to have him back on at some point to uh, to go even deeper into a lot of this conversation and waking up and consciousness and um, some second tier uh, thoughts within the, within the spiral it will be really fun to do. If you want to support what I'm doing, everything I do is free from 
you know, helping people one-on-one and helping them process their deconstruction right through to the podcast, to different video resources, educating people and teaching, to the research I do on the deconstruction community. Um, you can do so over on my Patreon. It's patreon.com slash phildrysdale, or you can go to phildrysdale.com slash partner. Either one works. And as a thank you, you get access to our private discussion community. Um, if Especially as a side, if spiral dynamics, dynamics is something that you're interested in, we talk about spiral dynamics a lot over there. Um, if it's not, we talk about a lot of other things as well, don't worry. Um, we do monthly Zooms, we do regular voice chats um, and different things like that throughout the week. And um, So yeah, if, if you want to support what I'm doing, that would be a huge, um, a very Christian word, blessing. Um, I, I know that all of us have had enough pressure from religion to give and that's why I do absolutely everything for free. But I still need to pay the bills and so it's only because people support what I'm doing and become a part of our um, our, our private community that I can do all of this for free full time and so I really appreciate every one of you that, that, that does that um, obviously if you're unable to do that there is never any obligation to give I'm always still here to chat on Instagram I'm, I'm, I'm going to be putting out all these materials forever for free um, and so please don't feel any pressure or anything like that it's the last thing I want to give anyone um, that's already coming out of a horrifyingly pressured scenario when it comes to money and things like that um, and so, yeah, I will never be uh, someone that is behind a paywall. Never. All right. That's uh, enough for me. I'm trying to think. The deconstructionnetwork.com as well. Do check that out. I mentioned it at the beginning. But if you're going through that process of quite a lonely process of a faith transition, um, the deconstructionnetwork.com, great free resource again um, for you to connect with people in your local area. I love you all. I hope you're doing well. I'll see you in the next podcast next week um if you need to talk to anyone in the meantime i'm here on instagram just shoot me a dm all right peace